Imagining herself creating a character that would resonate with someone similarly had Isabel chomping at the bit to get to the meeting and prove herself. If only underneath that passion wasn't an ocean of crippling self-doubt and anxiety. Story of her complicated life. Isabel wasn't new to the writing game. In fact, she couldn't remember a time when she wasn't crafting stories. As a kid, she'd have her Transformers act them out, doing all the voices for the different characters— Nowadays, she collaborated with her director friends and found nothing as rewarding as seeing her work brought to life with skilled precision, even if on a small budget. She had received awards, local write-ups, and film festival glory. None of that had amounted to a full-time career. No one had come banging on her door as a result. But all of it had led up to this meeting. The one that could be the break she needed to put away her server shoes forever— She'd pretty much auction off her soul for the chance. Cheap, too. She'd Craigslist the sucker. Ma'am, Mrs. Andrews' assistant will meet you in the Bronson parking lot E to your right once you're through the gate. Put this on your windshield. She accepted the visitor's pass and smiled. Will do, thanks. The guard saluted her with a grin, which seemed both excessive and exciting. Seconds later, she was off, her heart thudding away with nervous, pent-up energy. Cue a reprisal of the goosebumps as they trotted back onto the stage of her life. She drove slowly, nodding to the steady beat of the song on the radio, doing her best to take in as much of the studio's property as she could on the short drive. Who knew when she'd be back? She passed the wrought iron original Bronson Gate just inside and wondered how she could get her photo next to it. Next, she zoomed past the Paramount Theater where all the fancy screenings and premieres took place on the lot. She'd read all about it. Golf carts crisscrossed the narrow street, and stressed-out-looking people spoke into headsets as they passed. She'd nearly taken out an entire tour group because she'd been watching the numbers on the large warehouses that served as sound stages, looking for a glimpse of Stage 9. She hadn't been able to spot it, though she did locate a bookish-looking twenty-something waving from the entrance to a small parking lot— Isabel rolled down her window and stuck her head out. "'Isabel Chase?' the woman asked. She carried a file folder and sported those large, black intellectual glasses that were so popular lately. She should probably look into getting a pair for herself if she had any hope of looking intellectual, or popular, for that matter. "'Right, I'm Isabel. Chase.' The woman had already said that part. Fuck. She should work on her listening skills. And her language. "'Great, you can park here.' I'll wait. Once she exited the car, she joined the woman who, while friendly, seemed in a hurry. I'm Scarlet Man, Taylor's assistant. If you'll follow me, we can head to the writer's room and see if we can snatch her up for your chat. Awesome. I'll follow you. Were her palms itching? Yes. She flexed them, hateful hands that they were. Deep breaths. Shoulder rolls. Anything to get her through this day without looking like she didn't know what she was doing. Why was she so horrible at this kind of thing? Isabel followed Scarlet past several sound stages, dodging equipment trucks and cables along the way. Do you watch the show? Scarlet asked. <laughs> of course she did. Sometimes. The content was tame for a nighttime drama, but the characters were solid and had huge followings. She knew, however, what the correct answer to the question was. I watch, yes, it's a fantastic show. Scarlet smiled at her. Well played. 
They entered a small, nondescript one-story building across from Stage 9. It was beige on the outside and the opposite of glamorous. She glanced up at the soundstage across the street briefly as they made their way inside and saw the plaque on the outside that read, Thicker Than Water. On the other side of those walls was where it all came together. Surreal. Down a short hallway and past what looked to be several offices and an open space dotted with cubicles, Scarlet paused in front of a closed door and knocked. They waited in silence, the sounds of overlapping voices floating out until, impatiently, Scarlet finally opened the door herself. And there it was, the writer's room. A long wooden table sat in the middle of the space, occupied by three men and two women. A box of donuts sat in the center of the table, close to empty, and the room smelled of strong and maybe a little stale coffee. A large flat-screen monitor took up almost an entire wall to their right—